Get a free limited edition WWF poster with the purchase of any Milton Bradley Karate Fighters game. Exclusively at Toys R Us while supplies last. In-store coupon required. Welcome to the Cheap Podcast, episode number 18. Woo! Woo! Crack your beer. <laughs> right, I was trying to be polite. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, this is the Unprofessional Podcast about professional wrestling. I am your host, Dave, Divided Champion. Rudden, I'm the host. With me, our uh, nice panel. Henry Thunder Liger, Gilbert. Uh, tit the Shit Man Fart. <laughs> and... Uh, <Good. laughs> Uh, the Fart Break Kid. All right, good. Uh, Elston. Yes. Uh, H-E-N-E. No, no, no. No, no, no. So we've unified as a uh, podcast together to mm-hmm. talk about uh, TLC 2013. Finally, we've uh, done that. the Earth has a unified champion. One champion to rule it all. For the first time in 12 years. So yeah, I was a little, con- I was, I'm still a little, like, mildly <laughs> unclear about all this. So the gold belt that I still, the imagery of which I still, asso- belt, yeah. that I still associate with generic when I think of championship belt and wrestling, that's what I picture. Yeah. And then there was the goofy looking one with the WWE logo that mm-hmm. prior to this year had the spinner logo yes. on it, right? Yes. So that one has been the WWE equivalent of world champion. Yeah. And the other one harkens back to WCW. Sort of. And then before. Mm, yes. So they were like... They so were, they allowed these two belts to be two different championships? Uh, like, which one was actually had priority up to this point? It's always been, like, the one that has the big, goofy WWE on it. That's been the WWF championship. Okay. And um, which itself should go back pretty far. Yeah, like in uh, like the 60s. Oh, well, so this goes back to the brand split. Yeah. When the WCW invaded, they had the two championships, the WCW and WWF. Mm -hmm. And then WCW in the final Survivor Series elimination match. Yeah. The WWF beat the WCW. So they had two titles. Then they at the next pay-per-view in December of 2001. They had a unification match. Chris Jericho won and became the first yep. unified champion. But he carried around two belts. Then after WrestleMania, they combined both belts into one belt. But that's also when the brand split happened. And the original plan, which they did for a few months, was there's one champion who goes between both shows. Uh-huh. And they realized that wasn't going to really work. And so instead, they just handed Triple H a belt, the big gold <laughs> belt, and said, you're the champ. Mm. And he... He started defending that. But they're kind of more or less equal, I guess. Right? Well, for a while they were. I'd say for the last two years, the big old belt is is, is the lesser belt. Okay. It's between oh, for, Intercontinental yeah. and WWE. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay. So basically then this whole pay-per-view was the... I mean, I, we've been watching a pay-per-view, so I, I was yeah. somewhat caught up. I was just a little confused about the history and legacy of both of those belts. Yeah, so but they're purporting that, like, yeah, that It goes big back belt, to Harley Race and yeah. Flair, which it doesn't really. I mean, like, design-wise it does, but otherwise yes. it really doesn't because they did combine it and then they uncombined. 
combined it and now they're recombining it. It's just the Triple H is it's the Triple H belt. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it was just handed to him. And then you are now it. married to Stephanie McMahon. Mm-hmm. And also, it was the belt that uh, was held for three months by Chris Benoit. So I think they don't. You know, <laughs> it's a bad they, memory. They did a promo where they showed it was a Randy Orton winning the belt from him. Oh, yeah, his two so legs. There, there were, yeah. Benoit's legs were visible for a, a few seconds, which is almost yeah. inconceivable. Yeah. I mean, who I'm, knows what those legs did that one horrible those, evening? Those, I, those, I, did I tell you guys on a previous podcast that I I got the Money in the Bank Blu-ray of it's yeah. every Money in the Bank match from now from the original to this year's Money in the yeah. Bank pay per view, and the original one had Chris Benoit, and so he's in it. Like, oh really? They have edited it somewhat to have no close-ups on Benoit, and the oh, wow. and they silence the they silence the announcers. Anytime they mention Benoit, wow, and they don't have Benoit's entrance. Like I forgot he was in it, and so the match starts. They do all the entrances, and then they cut to the ring and a shot of all six guys running for a ladder. And there's Benoit. I was like, oh shit, oh he's in this too. Okay, (laughs) that's too bad. That's really trying to. Well, but it's a big step forward that they even include him. Yeah, it's only because they wanted to advertise this has every Money in the Bank match, including the first one. So. If they have to cut around Benoit, like they had shots where they just shop hardcore Holly in there instead. <laughs> there were moments where clearly Benoit was in, like, uh, they had a close up on him bleeding, but instead, at the moment, they have like an awkward second camera shot of Kane, like, rolling around or something. It doesn't, <laughs> the, it was clearly not meant to be on TV, but they're like, all right, what alternate angles can we right, take whenever they techni- close in? Technical on difficulties. When he's but... climbing. When Benoit is climbing uh, in his closest chance at getting at the Money in the Bank briefcase, the crowd is chanting Benoit, and they mute the crowd. Like yeah. they turn the or they they turn the crowd down very low. The one wow. who shall not be named. Yep. <laughs> wow. Anyway. So yeah, we just watched TLC 2013. Uh, there was one Benoit thigh throughout yes. the pay per view, but otherwise it was a, a muted affair. Uh, yeah. No, not a lot of. Uh, they they got into TLC for the finale, but all the rest were pretty on TLC. Yeah. Yes, as we as we usually do. Let's let's run through the card. We were in it for the long haul, so we watched it from the very beginning when Fandango beat Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Fandango Ugh. now, Fandango, which it's, is uh, fucking. That didn't seem to really upset It's you, always Hank. been Fandango. Well, it makes me sad because clearly Ziggler is persona non grata yeah. in WWE right now that he. He started this year with an amazing. Well, that wasn't start. This was in April, but his his win of the world title with the Money in the Bank was an amazing moment, like uh, such a great moment, and that they just shit all over it immediately, and to the point where now he's just the guy who in the pre-show loses to Fandango yeah. is just sad. Even with when when Summer Rae interfered and he was doing his finish to him, I still thought like. No, if this was Ziggler, should kick out of this. If yeah. Ziggler is even in the upper mid card, he kicks out to this. And nope, no. What he said it was this. It was this very pay per view event last year, TLC twenty twelve. Yeah. At the very at, in December, main event. December of twenty twelve, he was in the main event against John Cena, and, and now he he's not. Won. Now he he's won. losing in the very first match. Clearly, he's getting yeah. de-pushed. Quite yeah, a bit. that wasn't even the most important thing that happened in the pre-show. No, <laughs> Miz punching. Uh, no, Kofi slaps the Miz. Yes, which fucking a man. <laughs> we'll, we'll get, get there. We'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And surprisingly, yeah, the pay-per-view opened with the the CM Punk versus Shield match. It, that's uh, also another, like, how have things changed in the last year? The fact that CM Punk is in the opening match. Well, it's a hot opener, though. They, I guess. They need, they need a hot opener. And I also, well, they did. So when they had the first shot of Vince at the yeah. start of that, I was like, oh, man, if Vince is here, big stuff's going to happen. They haven't shown Vince in so long. It's been months. Vince is totally going to do something. And, and that paid off, obviously. Totally paid off. Yeah. Uh, this opening match like highlighted a problem that kind of permeated both matches. Is If you have a guy that, if you have a one-on-three match, yeah. it's going to be one dude being like, beat the hell up and like barely moving and tr- trying to rest up and regain his strength. And it doesn't really work in mm-hmm. a... You can do this on Raw or whatever because it's like, okay, people are watching it on cable tv and there's commercials and whatnot and they can like recuperate during those parts of the match but like you're literally watching like cm punk have to rest even if it's just in the storyline sense it doesn't Mm -hmm. really work in a pay-per-view match watching a guy get beat down and have to recover slowly from it handicap matches are punishment matches so they're storyline and they they work better on t free tv they should not be and then to hamstring the two best and most popular performers right now in WWE and have them in those matches is just crappy. Like CM Punk had the better of the two, like his, him and the shield have good chemistry together. He he wrestles well with them. And it told a really cool story of just punk continually outsmarting them and outmaneuvering them. That was, that was fun. I like that. Wait. So when you say the two most popular, you you mean our truth and Brodus clay from later on. Right. Uh, <laughs> I did like the finish on this match a lot, though. That worked. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine. The uh, the misappropriated spear. Misappropriated. I'm yeah. still weirded out that the spear is one of the most powerful moves in the league right now, but whatever. It, it wasn't even Goldberg's finisher. Like, mm. Goldberg like was the best at spearing, right? Well, Edge edge beat guys with the spear. Right, that's true. Rhino? Rhino, yeah. Rhino spear. <laughs> gore. He gore. Gore. Sorry, sorry. Gore. Gore. What happened to Rhino? I think he's still I think he's in Indies now. Jiffy Lube. Oh. That's that's the default oh, answer for like where is this wrestler who wow. doesn't wrestle anymore? Uh, I can't wish, Harry's. You know, I do kind of wish we had watched Bound for Glory, just uh, the TNA show that yeah. uh, their equivalent of WrestleMania. They say loser uh, goes on to manage Diffie <laughs> in the main event. Well, now Aces and Aces is over, so maybe we should feel more. And Hogan's gone, so maybe it'll be more. They have cut down on and Bischoff. Yeah. Bischoff's gone. They only too. do like four yes. a year, right? So mm-hmm. I mean, the one we watched this year, I really liked. I haven't yeah. kept up with it at all. actually because this month I'll be home uh, during the Christmas break, so I'll undoubtedly yeah. see an episode of TNA. So I forget they have a ton of great performers; they yeah. really do. Like, all right, uh, do you but, think that's going to start the Shield breaking up plotline that's inevitably going to happen? They've they've been teasing it quite a lot lately, and I definitely can see on the next episode of Raw, which will have aired by the time you listen to this, yes. but. You know, or in some future episode of Raw, but Dean Ambrose going to Roman Reigns and saying like, "Well, somebody really screwed up in that thing, and it wasn't me." <laughs> and he tries to demean Reigns, and then Reigns it goes "fuck you" and beats him up, and then and you're convinced Reigns is going to be like a main the, player when they yeah. had Reigns eliminate three of the five people That's in the yeah, Survivor yeah. Series match. It was like he's their guy, like, yeah. and now Reigns can his first. Feud is perfect. He just fights Ambrose. Like him and Ambrose go at it. Yeah. yeah. And Reigns is pretty much like a long haired rock. Yeah, yeah. He kind of mm. is. If like the rock was Superman, then Reigns would be like Superman after he died and came back with the long hair. <laughs> well, the Reigns doesn't have half the charisma or a tenth of the charisma that the, the Rocky has. <laughs> 
Uh, so moving on to the next match was AJ Lee versus Natalia, which was like good. Good. It was actually good. Was first, a good match. first time I didn't skip a Divas match in forever <laughs> and decide to go get beer. But because well, like, it was the only two Divas that can wrestle. Yeah, it was a it was a really good match all around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, Bellas suck. Like they they've been <laughs> sucking the life out of it. So that Natalia finally got a title shot it was great. And she was really good. I don't. The only thing mm-hmm. I think I messed up was AJ's baseball slide thing, where she tried to go out and counter it. Yeah, but everything else was really nice. Everything you, else good. Yeah, most Steven's matches you see like five missed moves. Yeah, and they were over. Good. And that they they like <clears throat> that they both have submission moves, which is rare for a diva. Like yeah. divas never, neither diva, no divas have submission moves. So they're both. Are trying to work a submission is is that was more interesting. Yeah. That was probably my one logic complaint in that match was there were like instances where oh Natalia just like knocked out AJ, she's going for the sharpshooter because mm-hmm. that's her finisher. Like yes. yeah, you did yeah. a move she that should have knocked her out. Her. Yeah, yes. pin her. Yeah, but well, all things uh, considered, that was quite good. Yeah, Natalia's a good wrestler, and I didn't have any really respect for AJ, but she was good. She was good in that. I hope Natalia and her continue their thing because if it's not between them, then it'll just be AJ versus the Bellas yeah. again. Well, like they're the one, uh, like the minor league show that the WWE has, NXT. Uh-huh. They have really good female wrestlers there, I but know, not so much on their actual roster and mm-hmm. all that stupid reality show that they run. I hear Ric Flair's daughter is on NXT. Oh, yeah, she's actually not that good. Charlotte is yeah. her name. Named Oof. after Charlotte, North Carolina, where he, of course. Uh, yes. the town that loves Where he can see her. Probably. <laughs> no doubt. Yes. Um, not yeah. related to his son, uh, Rally. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, where was David Flair conceived? Uh, <laughs> Israel? Gary, uh, Indiana. <laughs> she is better than he is at wrestling. I. Well, that's kind of better than David. David Flair, yeah. yeah David, oh, man, yeah, those I matches. About, I forgot about David. Flair. Yeah. Uh, just saying, David Flair brings a smile to my face. Yes. <laughs> the drop toe hold selling job. God. <laughs> I've yeah. never taken one of those, but I can say I, can, I probably can do that better. <laughs> yes. uh, so moving on to the next match was Big E Langston versus Damian Sandow, which was uh, it was uh, okay. It almost know. seemed like I don't know. I was. It seemed like a squash match in a lot of ways because I don't recall Damian Sandow having any advantage ever at any point during that. Pretty much now. And I'm very yeah, confused yeah. as his character, too. Like, you guys are saying he's sort of like the smart heel or like the, you yeah. know. Yeah, he's the a smart s- guy. The smart guy. And it's like, I don't know. He ju- he yeah. really did. That's the guy who I was like, this just seems like somebody's dad who was like <laughs> pretty fit. Yeah. And uh, just goes out to, re- he just has this way of like, the way he moves around the ring just looks like someone who doesn't do it a lot. Like, he just has that, like, I'm. I'm on TV, or I don't know. There's some some weird disconnect that I have with him. He'd recently been the Money in the Bank guy, and now yeah. he's losing was, in the IC title match. I thought that was Ziggler who did Money in the Bank. He well, won it last year. He Ziggler held on to his Money in the Bank thing for longer than almost all other winners have. Yeah, uh, and then he finally cashed in the night after Mania. Then uh, okay. two months later, Damien Sandow won his. About a month ago, he wrestled Cena. We used it to wrestle Cena and lost. He's the first guy ever to truly lose yeah. it. Yeah, it was sad. And now he's losing to Langston. But if this builds up the IC belt, like the now it is the secondary title because the United States title hasn't even been defended in like a million years. <laughs> yeah. What about the cruiserweight? No, that's not right. <laughs> now there is just the U.S. title, which has just been an accessory for Dean Ambrose for the last three months. Yeah, pretty Good much. Point. And then the IC title, 
and then the Unified Championship, or the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, which is what they were calling it on the show tonight. But moving on to probably the, well, not even probably, it was the best match of the night, it was the uh, the Fatal 4-Way yes. Tag Team Match. So it was the the Rose Brothers versus Ryback and Curtis Axel and Big Show and Rey Mysterio and the Real Americans. And, it was great. Yeah, so I, I didn't even know going into the match that it was going to be elimination. No. It was very yeah. confusing when... Ryback got pinned and then just kept going. Yeah, yeah. but it, I mean, fortunately, it did because it, it it just it got better with him. I don't know if there's a stats guy, but is this the uh, highest number of blind tags in a pay per view ever? So, like that was what we were thinking at first because, uh, like a traditional four way tag team match, it's whoever gets pinned first, whoever makes the pin wins the match. Right. So we thought, okay, they're going to make be making blind tags because you always want to be the team that's in the ring because you want to get the pin because then you win. Mm-hmm. And if you're the one team that gets the one pin, then you're the new champions. You don't mm-hmm. even have to like pin the actual champions to win the match. But yeah, it turns out it's an elimination match and like it's smart to not be in the ring for the first part of the match. But they don't mm-hmm. even make that clear, which is kind of an annoying thing. You had one job, announcers. Let let us know <laughs> yes. like early on that this is an elimination match. Yeah. They don't do that, so it made me say that Ryback and Axel have gotten yeah. like so weakened lately. Like they get taken out like that, and like also, well, I was getting pretty tired. Of, I'm st- <clears throat> still getting kind of tired of seeing Ryback in every pay per view. But Ryback's supposed to be a monster. He he had been killing everybody. He was he was their Goldberg. Yeah. yeah. Now he just loses. <laughs> That's Brett's all counter argument. The, <laughs> yeah. the biggest yawn Ugh. in the history of a podcast. You know, well, he never stops losing now. You know what Ryback says every pay per view? Feed me. I'm next. I'm next. Yeah. I'm next. yeah. yeah I, was, I, was, I was. I was. I was struggling. Like, what did he say? What? I, who's? Who's? I'm. I'm yeah, it's just so weird that he like at, uh, Curtis should have been the one to be pinned. He's the jobber of the two. Yeah. Like, you pushed. Yeah. You pushed who? Referring to me. <laughs> I am next. But yeah, uh, I'm biased. But Goldust really did a nice job in that. He got his ass whooped for a solid uh, 15 yeah. minutes. I would yeah. Say. <laughs> and that was the longest hot tag I think I've ever seen in the history of time. Where yeah. he got pulled back by I think eight different people nine different times, yeah. and the whole crowd was like. Ah, yeah, that was tag. like a really a uh, like prolonged tantric like hot tag. <laughs> like, really got to wait for it to finally pay off. And then when they took out, yeah, when they took out Cody, and then he had to turn to Big Show. And yeah, yeah this was like proving like Big Show's a great cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. like he have, definitely works in this kind of having him oh, as an man. accessory, like in the corner, just kind of like waving and stomping the ring, and then like cheering the crowd to get him going for it. It was like, all right. And when he doesn't have to wrestle the whole time and he just gets to come in for yeah. like a little short burst, it's yeah. like, that's he was, what he should do. God, my favorite Big Show matches are the ones where he's on the sideline for 14 yeah. minutes and yeah. he wrestles for two. Yes. Yeah. And he's one, he's one of eight guys in yeah. the match. <laughs> I remember, like, he wrestled a lot back in, you know, the NWO era of, like, yeah. 97 through 2000 or whatever. That was and a long I f- time ago. I felt like he was more active then, right? Like, he, he yeah. wasn't always this slow. He was about 70 pounds lighter. Oh, I guess. And our, and our biggest letdown was the uh, the no big swing on Big Show, right? Yeah. yeah. I was hoping for that, though. Doing, I hate his punch, but... Him doing the WMD mid-air to Cesaro yeah. was a pretty cool finish for Cesaro. Yeah. Who did who did Cesaro swing in this? Uh, uh, it was, oh, was it Goldust. Was Gold, yeah, it, was Gold yeah, it wasn't even that impressive. Like, yeah. po- uh, All I could think of was all the sweat accumulating in the oh, yeah. suit <laughs> that he's in. Uh, the force of that would be 
squishing it all the way into his head. <laughs> and then the, he drowns mid-match. Yeah. The Cody catching the 619 was a really cool. That was, that was, that was, that was a great good. counter. There were yeah. lots of good moments in that match, and it was super long, and there was lots of good kickouts. And, yeah, it was Making nice. the tag titles yeah. feel like they matter quite a lot. Yeah. So, wait, who won? I forgot. It was the, the Bros. Brothers. Okay, so yeah. they're still tag champions. Or, yeah. I right. think he hit his finisher on... Uh, Ray Mysterio. Yeah. After a series of like 20 reversals. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Although I would have liked to see Big Show and Ray Mysterio win the titles. Just, there was just, like no build up for yeah. it. Like, That's what would have been funny. Just the idea of them having to defend that. Yeah. And, like, and, and literally like Mysterio being like so tired that Big Show <laughs> has to drive them back to the hotel. <laughs> Ray Mysterio is asleep in the back seat. He has to carry him back to the <laughs> hotel room like a dad after a trip to a, a theme park. <laughs> <laughs> After a trip to a pay per view, yeah. So oh, tuck, let's oh. not wake him up. I'll tucker it out. He's had a big day. <laughs> he did uh, look exceptionally tiny in that match. He yes. Was, yeah. yeah. Well, well, he is incredibly tiny. He's next to the largest man in the world. Yes. I uh, I made the joke that the they had a TLC match. It would be uh, tables, ladders, and high chairs. Hey, yes. Hey. <laughs> I also love that Goldust move, that weird like kind of flip power bomb thing he does. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That is a really good move. It's kind of gravity defining. Dust. Like the whole like <laughs> nobody. Yeah, um, I get it. Yeah. Uh, so I'll show myself out. <laughs> move on to the uh, the 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 dark times of the pay per view. Yes. Uh, two unannounced Ugh. two unannounced matches. Oh, that and they weren't even on your prediction thing. Yeah. What uh, happened? What matches were shortened or? They, they always add at least one per pay-per-view, Ugh, but God, yeah. They both so, sucked. Yeah, they did two back-to-back. First was R-Truth against Brodus Clay. Mm. Uh, was this preceded by the Brawlin' Buddies promo? It could have been. Yeah. Well, that so that you... might have been the impetus for the match. Because <laughs> Brodus Clay was one of the Brawling Buddies. Uh, Maybe right. he was just seeking revenge for his Brawling Buddy losing earlier tonight. <laughs> Kane uh, with the brawling buddy was funny. Uh, well, no, okay, fine. Really stretching well, the definition. Of I funny. at least like well, at least I, painful. I laughed when he entered his music hit and he entered the scene. Like as yeah. that was funny. Yeah. And he has the supernatural power to summon his music even outside yes. of a wrestling yes. arena. And even when he's corporate Kane and just yes. a dude, yeah. it was <laughs> relatively amusing. It was less painful than the rest of it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably a little bit less painful than the match against. It, yeah, so our truth, Brodus Clay, and who Brodus had it turned. Yeah, his his tit was out half the match. Ugh. I don't even know what else was happening in the match, but like for whatever reason, like Tensai stopped the match every ten seconds to yell at our truth <laughs> or at uh, Brodus for some reason. Put your boob back in your singlet, like, and he was clearly winning. Like, and no, you got to do it this way, and he's like, Whoa. well, <laughs> he was arguing that he was being too. Like, Brodus was angry. being too mean. Yeah, he was like, I, I think the whole storyline with the match was that Brodus was just like beating the crap out of our truth, and he mm-hmm. should have just ended the match early. Stop beating this guy up. You've already like, uh, yeah. okay. he's already dead. Yes, you're he's you're beating going, the crusty burglar in the head. You're going against the Funkasaurus brand right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they're supposed to be the fun dancing idiots. Like, well, there's so, certainly yeah. two of those things. Well, the, <laughs> yeah. the Funkadactyls uh, were like they left. Oh, him. They the were disgusted by yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I guess he's a bad guy yeah. now. We don't have to watch him dance anymore. Uh, if if he's a bad guy now, the dancing is over. At least yeah. momentarily. We only it have just to reminds watch- me, yeah. like, did anyone play? No, I'm not gonna bother. <laughs> but it reminds me of the first boss you fight and remember me as Kid Kid Xmas. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just reminds me of that dude. Well, Brodus Clay. Yeah, 
It just has this like uh, this this like camera hogging. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. Just his whole demeanor reminded me of that guy. I'll uh, I'll stop. <laughs> I'll I'll let myself out. He's not wearing a singlet where he, a breast and a nipple is popping. <laughs> out. No, that was he, not happening. He needed to adjust. He really did. Just the, when the well, camera. I mean, it has to be uncomfortable. Away. Like yeah. you have to feel that. Like something yeah. pulling on your nipple is like that's a sensitive area. Yeah, yeah he's just and such, like. Ugh. Yeah, Brodus yeah. has sucked for so long. Like, I do not like him, and and meanwhile, Tensai like is even worse. And that they were teamed well, up together. Meanwhile, uh, well, I keep forgetting the primetime players. Yeah, they yeah. didn't. They, they, yeah, they were only in that promo, and it's like I, I haven't <laughs> seen them wrestle since like three pay per views ago. They've only been in the commercials. Like they were in the wrestling. Yeah. No way, they weren't in wrestling buddies. No, they were. Or I mean, yeah, the, the the one from last. Paper. Oh, the action figures one. Oh, the action yeah. figure one. That yeah, was Santino and the yep. somebody else. Santino, yeah, he didn't even show up this time. They have so many people they don't do anything with. Like uh, Glacier, I mean, come on. <laughs> so moving on to the next high-profile match was Kofi Kingston versus The Miz. Which, which we've seen a hundred times at this point. Miz even actually said during like the pre-show, like, I've beaten Kofi Kingston four times this month or three times this month. And it's like, okay, the fact that you said that highlights how overdone this match is. So yeah, why not put it during a pay-per-view when people are actually paying money to watch yeah. people wrestle? Yeah, to see and I guess one. the difference was you got to see Kofi win. Uh, yeah. I suppose they assumed we felt very invested in Kofi's no. story and wanted to see him finally beat Miz. And so you're very excited when he did that. But they and he both... injured his leg, right? That's Oh yeah. He, yeah. yeah. He kicked a... They're uh, like, I don't know, they're not bad at... But they do, but I do not care to watch yeah, there's, yes, some, there's something missing. See, the problem is uh, it's the second biggest loser in WWE winning against the biggest loser. <laughs> it's literally like Gabby J beat Glass Joe. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Doesn't, doesn't really matter. Wow. Like, That's when, pretty great. Yeah, like who cares that one guy was so motivated to beat another loser? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just like neither yeah. moves up I, in position. For I this. have yes. never thought of the punch out boxers boxing each other. Well, I always thought that. So and that's such a beautiful thing. I need yeah. to see like the idea of Von Kaiser and Bald Bull actually <laughs> b- boxing each other. Well, they all have like numbers in the records. So yeah. I always thought that like, I think it was Gabby J or Glass Joe. I forget. One of them had a one. one vic- yeah. So I always thought, I think it was Gabby J. I think like, he's the one win. Yeah. Right? Gabby J B Glass Joe or vice versa. Oh, that was my that was my theory when I was I think a kid. that might have been like an Emmanuel maybe like when yeah. they're like oh it only be Glass Joe. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll, re- I'll research <laughs> this. I will look into it. I'll be back in a minute. Well, now like what ha- if this? I really hope this is the end of their feud. Though I don't know what either of them does now afterwards. Commentates. Like, yeah, they'll just host the pre-show. Yeah. One or the other will host the pre-show. Uh, he uh, like goes the King Hippo route and. Puts a bandage on his belly. And... Yeah, yeah. So moving on to the second to last match was the Wyatt family against Daniel Bryan. <sighs> this worked a little bit better, yeah. I feel like, than the CM Punk match because he yeah. wa- he was being beat on for more of the match, but just I think his his comeback at the end it was a little bit more exciting. I feel like from Henry's standpoint, he loves Daniel Bryan and he doesn't like that the whole thing was basically Daniel Bryan and his ass whoop. But I think mm-hmm. from like a I don't know the spots were good. Everyone yeah. hit their he moves rallied well. well, but yeah. he also it was. Right for Bray to beat him, yeah. But yeah. but also then it's just Daniel Bryan losing again. Like I guess Daniel Bryan beat they won the last match on pay per view. I think everyone came out of that match looking better than everyone in CM Punk's match, where it's just like, eh, CM Punk didn't look that good in that match, and like 
I don't know. The it whole, was more the of a storyline one. Yeah. Than that. But Daniel Bryan double drop kicked both of them on the corner and then the yeah. other one. He had mm. some really nice moves in that. Yeah, well, he did have some cool stuff. He got his kicks in. I liked when he was kicking the guy when his arms are tied up in the in the thing. That yeah. was pretty neat, yeah. too. But the Bray got to do weird stuff his, and finally uh, Voldo, wrestling. His Voldo walk. Yes, yeah. so he did his Voldo walk in finally so they can cut that into his promo videos instead of using the one time he did it the, a couple yeah, months ago. Yeah, which was like he did like two hand steps that time. Mm-hmm. This time he walked a little bit This longer. time he like, yeah, he had a good like He uh, did a lot of head holding on Daniel Bryan and kissing him and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, this is that kind of creepy weirdo gold stuff, gold dust stuff that I like, <laughs> but it's back. Yeah, Goldust can't do it anymore because he's a. For one, he's a good guy, yes. and you can't play up the whole like I'm gay and I'm yeah. kissing you. <laughs> yep, you, <laughs> you can only can do that if you're it. a weird voodoo lobster bayou man. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Man. Well, it's like it's not even a gay thing with him because no, it's, it's like yeah. they're voodoo like uh, yeah. Kiss, uh, kiss New down. Orleans, uh, yeah. they'll they'll fuck anything. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing there. Also, this is the beardiest match in the history of wrestling. Yeah, yeah. there should have been tangled beards in the middle of the ring. Just that like, was it. Like at the end, so like uh, the the whites won, and he's they he posed him, over him. He pinned him, and then he's like holding Daniel Bryan, and his beard is on him. I'm like, they should literally just like all like place their beards atop Daniel Bryan, <laughs> just oh, like God. have that just a mountain of pubes, man. Well, yeah. so they but so they beat Sweaty him. Pubes. But in the match, Daniel still said no and turned him down. And so, yeah, because they I, were asking him to like join him or whatever. So I'm hoping this is the end of them. Like I, I want them to separate now. Just look, Bray got a win. Bray still looks cool, fine. But let free Daniel Bryan. Let him get back in the title picture. Like they need now after the end of this, they need a new official number one competitor for a number one uh, guy, or they at least need to like heat up. Like who's gonna. So I, I do. Who's yeah. going to win the Royal Rumble? Like they should at least make it that. So I looked this up. Uh, we were both correct. You were right that uh, Gabby J has the one win, okay. and it is against Glass Joe. Is that canon? Uh, yeah, because I was and I was like Glass I think canon. <laughs> I was like I think that's in a manual. And I look it up. It actually does mention that in the Super Punch Up manual that Gabby J. Ahem, According to the manual, uh, his only win is against Glass Joe, who earned his diploma, which earned him a diploma from the Glass Joe School of Boxing. Oh, man. Did you know that, that he's a pilot swap of Bob Charlie? Wow. I know. Take that. Take that Bob home. Charlie, Bob a.k.a. Charlie. Yes. <laughs> so here's my hope. I did, like, uh, really quick, though, this in the, in the <laughs> trivia. Oh, I'll keep going. I'll find it. <laughs> so, so here's my hope in the, of the future now that if – that Brian is freed from this, and they're just going to make, like, after the end of Raw this week, that I hope that the story of Royal Rumble is Cena, Punk, and Brian each feeling like they are going to win the Royal yeah. Rumble, and they kind of feud over, have a mini feud over that. And then meanwhile, the Wyatts can just be weird with somebody else, or they could feud with the Shield. Like, they that could have a three, just have the two trio groups and the Shield... The Shield could not break up yet, but they could show cracks, and then losing to the Wyatts is what sets them uh, off yeah. completely. It's I, I mean, I'm like, I don't know. It's way too soon, but it's like I really would rather see one of the Wyatts or the guys from the Shield in like a belt race because I'm kind of tired of Daniel Bryan and uh, CM Punk no. and Cena, and it's like it's been that as for as long as I've started rewatching this with you guys, it's and true, way it's before true. that, and it's like it's these true. younger guys, I don't know, these slightly newer guys, kind of need to be 
somewhere near that. Yeah. See, CM Punk has not competed for a title since February. Like, but he's, he's been, been the champion how many times? He was the champion for more than a year. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. And that was also April this year. So it's like, or February this year. And it's like, that's... Yeah. Meanwhile, he needs to get back in. Cena's the one who's been there well, too much. Yeah, him too. But if if it's not going to be Cena, then it can only be CM Punk or Brian. There's no other. You're so narrow minded, dude. <sighs> well, let's move on to the main event. I say give it to the Miz. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is awesome. I guess. So yeah, let's move on to the main event, which was the unification uh, title match: Randy Orton versus John Cena in the one TLC match. At mm-hmm. TLC 2013. With, I think, a total of three tables broken. Yeah. Should have been four, but... Um, oh, yeah. yeah, well, that's correct. Uh, three and a... Three and what? One, three and an eight. Quarters and an three eight. Yeah, three and an eight. Really could have used a uh, Booker T intrusion. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> but I mean... That should... table didn't break. That table didn't break. There were Restart ta- the match. I was hoping <laughs> Vince came out. That's what they were going the, for. There were ladders and chairs used too. Like there were some yeah. hard hits. It was a it was fun. It was a harder core. It was probably PG the most match. the most interesting Cena match I've seen all year mm-hmm. of the pay per views I've watched. Though yeah. it didn't feel big enough. It's like, true, it's yeah. true. Well, yeah, the whole thing with a tables, ladders and chair chairs match is that somebody falls down from a a, a, a large great height. height and I know it's dangerous, but it's still something you expect to see, and you don't you don't see it with these two guys because they've like they're the most bankable yeah. assets in the thing. So. Yeah, you can't. None of them can get injured that much. Mm. So yeah, a big deal. The, and they can't if and they can't bleed, which would at least show some more of the brutality. If not one of them wore a crimson mask, mm. but didn't only went through one table, you'd at least like get like oh they're bleeding everywhere, or yeah. or they could go on some thumbtacks or something. Like there were other. There's other stuff, which that's my favorite Randy Orton memory is when he lands in those thumbtacks. Like he, he does He did a match with, uh, with Mick Foley. I think it was WrestleMania and he's, he's, he throw, he lays out a bag of thumbtacks, which is a classic Mick Foley spot. And then he goes for the RKO and Mick Foley blocks it and just throws him onto the thumbtacks and, they're sticking in his body. Like, it's not fake. He, he's Jesus. got a bunch of thumbtacks in his back. And just the look on Randy Orton's face is like, ah, <laughs> 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 it's So when did, you may have already answered this before, when did all that stuff stop? Because it seemed like that's when, what. When it, Linda McMahon was running for Senate. <laughs> say it was when it kind of began that but way. But now that's over, right? Like why? Yeah, but they still, as a PG product, they get more I sponsors. See. And so... With more sponsors, they make more money, even if people don't like it as much. Like they, and it, but it's it weird because like, controversy. Because it seems the whole Attitude Era is when they had the most. Like, were the ratings higher now? Oh or, yeah, or were they the ratings hot? were like three times yeah. what they are now? But nobody but, watches TV anymore, so that's yeah. It's, it right. was a different time. Their ratings were higher, and they still they got a good amount of of uh, sponsors. But there were a lot of sponsors who were pressured to not to sponsor with them or to drop their sponsorship by parents groups and. And they were just seen as like gut, as gutter trash. They couldn't they couldn't get kids commercials or toy commercials. Like, but yeah, uh, I would say it was yeah. pretty bad. Like it was kind of inappropriate for people. It under wasn't like right 13 for, or 15. Yeah. Yeah. To, it poisoned the minds. It was a similar thought I had when I was at the <laughs> I I was at a Comic Con panel for the South Park video game, and they went straight to the Q and A with the with the fans, and like so there were two. I got to meet two dozen of the biggest South Park fans in the world. They were all like, 
disgusting idiots. And I was like, oh, this is... <laughs> These these were the kids. Who, like multiple people said, like, "Well, I grew up watching South Park. You guys are the best." I was like, "God, this is this is the generation you created." <laughs> and that's that's they were also those people also grew up watching the Attitude Era. Yeah. As well. So like the ratings may be one third of what they were in the nineties, uh-huh. but they are trending on Twitter three times as much as they were in the 90s. So, <laughs> 300% increase. Yeah. 3 trillion percent increase. <laughs> yeah. even. Well, I also read all this stuff that like um the the WWE is very excited to get into their new contract negotiation for television. Yeah. That apparently they were very undervalued in their in their last contract thing, and so they're like, "Oh, we're going to make tons more money just licensing our stuff out to USA Network and all that." But eh, hmm. it's just so yeah. I mean, it, it's lame and it's super corporate. But they, anyway, to the main match, they had a good match, but it it should have been like. On Mania. I think the unification should have been in a Mania match, not, yeah, not ju- just on the show. I mean, yeah, that that whole ending with the table not quite working. Like, if you're going to redo a spot, redo that spot. Because, yeah. like, this is the thing that they're going to reshow over and over. Like, he wins the unified yeah. title on this pay-per-view. Have, like, yeah, Cena go literally head first through a table. Do it I, again. I, it made me curious. Like, I wonder, was that a botch? It was, was a botch. Yeah, she or, was supposed to go straight through it. Or was it Cena, like, just like... Because he never went through any table. It was Orton, Orton, Orton. And that was supposed to be Cena finally going through a table. And I'm yeah. like, the, the cynic in me wants to be like, I bet he just didn't want to go through the table. Cena t- is taking hard bumps before. Yeah. I feel like... No, I, when they show the replay, it looks like he ca- just came up short on the jump. He yeah. just didn't jump as far as he was supposed yeah. to. But I also think that Cena is, uh, as we've seen in the past, like Cena is a good wrestler, but he's also a, like he's not a good improviser. So yeah. that was the close spot of the match. And right. so when he hit into it, he was like, he was probably thinking, I got hit hard enough. I'm just going to pretend this knocks me out. Instead of redoing yeah. the spot, because because yeah. that would have meant improvising and extending the match, and him doing it on the fly, like he'd right. have to just go. I decide to redo this. He wouldn't be talking to even a ref to say like, "We need to redo the spot." Like it was a bad situation where he yeah. just had to. Because well, that it. led to the awkward Orton on top, like like stopping till you could you could tell he, he was like there for a little bit. He's like he's like wait are we gonna, is he gonna get up there was this we, really yeah. awkward like am i oh yeah. we are done okay i and guess i will grab this take this thing. off the belt here oh i guess i do win okay even though like if he cared about winning he'd be he would have said oh yeah awesome Boop, right got yeah. it yeah and yeah the other part of that main event that kind of got in my crow was cena getting handcuffed to the ropes was something mm-hmm. they literally did two years ago so tlc 2011 CM Punk was in a title match where he was handcuffed to the ring ropes. He got himself out the same exact way by unhooking the <laughs> turnbuckle. So, granted, he didn't, like, bring the turnbuckle with him. He So, he was... His handcuff was right at the turnbuckle part, so he literally just had to unhook himself and got out. Mm. So they had that look. That 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 was kind of cool. That, C- that Cena had the, the whole rope with him, and then it turned into this weird like test of strength for Cena to like yeah. be pulled on the chain, and it was interesting. But, but then, and yeah, who came out? If he'd gone through the well, if he'd gone through the table, it would have been better. But, but yeah, and then Vince and, and Triple H and Stephanie came out, and we were like, oh, and Henry was like. Oh, here we go. He's gonna he's gonna yell something. Vince or, paid off. Yeah, Vince has been here this whole time. He's gonna call for a restart or something. Or, or he's gonna yeah. like say some new status quo. He's gonna do a pre-crisis, post-crisis <laughs> thing. And 
And uh, instead, he, he didn't did do anything. They all yes. just pointed at Orton. And I remember watching, like, wait, no, there's there's still time, guys. Something yeah. could happen. Something <laughs> could happen. And you're and like, copyright, no. Yeah, with a copyright show. <laughs> I was like, oh, f- no, not the copyright. Yeah. It's just a little copyright. It's still it's good. Just... It's still good. It's like... <laughs> He Vince looked like he came out pretty slow and had a yeah. sort of a wobble yeah. to him. Like. I think, well, look, I think Randy going over was not bad. I, I prefer that to Cena just because now, if if Cena went over, then you could see another Cena Brian rematch at Mania, which I'm not totally into, but I'd rather see Brian finally beat Orton or Punk and Orton. I think are a good match as well, but it's. Well, it's got to be Brian at WrestleMania. I mean, yeah, I'm just hoping that after that Raw, where they would not stop chanting his name, and they were still chanting his name all the time. Yeah, but Henry, I think you're mistaking him being over with the fans for the WWE caring about that sort of thing when it comes to their plot lines. Whenever Triple H talks, he's interrupted by people chanting Daniel Bryan. Eventually, they have to they have to recognize that people. But that's why I don't like him losing as much as he does because eventually. The audience go like, "Oh, he's never gonna win." Yeah. All right, I, I don't care anymore. Then, like, I don't want yeah, that to happen. That, to well, Daniel like, it's Bryan. like they mentioned that the NWO era of like the bad guys just won for too long, mm-hmm. so that by the time because Hogan so, never put anybody up, yeah, and by the time they finally got their come up, and so it was kind of like, "Wait, what?" Oh, I yeah. wasn't paying attention. Well, Hogan never really did. Like that was the secret. I of the time I found out was that, and this is also why everything with Hogan and TNA sucked was that he had. Total creative control in his contact. Yeah. He booked his own storylines, but I was reading statements that said, like, not only did he book his own storylines, but that he booked everyone else's. Like, that's why <laughs> Nitro was booked on the fly, just because he, at the, at the last minute, would just go, nah, I don't like that. Change the ending. Wait, can I be the bad guy and I win all the time? Yeah. <laughs> if I, if, uh, if this is a real match, I'd win. So I think you <laughs> should do that yeah. and just have me win. The one thing that I dislike about the end of the pay-per-view is that I don't want to see Cena win the Royal Rumble. He did last year. He's not going to. No way. You don't think? No way. Uh-uh. Because this, the new WWE landscape is that like you can't have somebody win the Royal Rumble and challenge for the lesser title. Like Whoever mm. wins this, whoever wins the Royal Rumble will be in the main event of WrestleMania. So yeah. that's like with the WWE, they always want like they want Cena in the main event. Mm-hmm. So how else will he be in the main event if he doesn't win the Royal Rumble and challenge for that title? Yeah, unless he wins the title beforehand. But even that then, it's happen. like you have to have somebody super he popular. He can win at Rumble him. or Elimination Chamber or whatever yeah. if they still do that. It is complicated that now that's whoever wins the world title or whoever wins Royal Rumble has to be in the Mania main event, yeah. like unless they demoted and they have like Brock versus Rock or something or mm-hmm. whatever. Brock and Rock. Brock and Rock. It, it, a rematch a decade in the making. Oh, Ugh. wow. That's gross. Yeah. It's so years. weird to me that they just pull these sort of legacy people out for like a few matches a year outside mm-hmm. of the storyline where it's like, what? here comes Brock. Yeah. It is what makes uh, when they bring out Lesnar or Triple H mm-hmm. or The Rock into a match, like it does make you know, a, a WrestleMania or a SummerSlam special. It mm-hmm. makes every other pay-per-view in the year seem like nothing. But <laughs> uh, it at least makes the big two, which I guess really SummerSlam yeah. uh, and Rumble is exciting just because they'll bring out an old, yeah, yeah, old yeah. people will show up. But the, the Rock did. He wrestled on that. He wrestled in three matches and three pay-per-views in a row mm-hmm. this year, which was cool. That does it for this uh, pay-per-view recap. I think, What's our yeah, number the, score? 
What's our number score? Yeah. Uh, minus five stars. Yeah, good. Uh, minus no. Five stars. Uh, no. I. I mean, I think there were at least two or three. I think. Like, good. good. Yeah, matches good. that I, to, I would recommend. Yeah, the Divas match was good. The tag team four way was good. Uh, Those were the two. Brian match was good. Either, I yeah, didn't the hate either of the handicap matches. And really. Orton Cena was better than any. Than I expected Mo- than it I to expect be. From Morton Cena. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, it was just that weird letdown ending where like the last four minutes, you're like, uh, it was like just like a, a yeah. burp getting caught in your throat where you're like, ugh. Yeah, it just didn't feel big enough. Like yeah. I said, yeah. I I would give this one a six point five out of ten. <laughs> a decent. A decent. Scale. Yeah. I'd say yeah. it's definitely the best of the last what three pay per views we've watched. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll, uh, your wrestling buddies will be back for another segment shortly. Hey, welcome to the Cheap Podcast break. I am recording this outside waiting for my shuttle bus to work. I'm not walking around like I did uh, that one break, so hopefully be as... Uh, breath heavy but who knows i might just have to record this later anywho this is the break and as i do every time i talk about the monday's raw that followed the pay-per-view we just talked about and it's a little bit of a weird situation because it's the last live raw of the year after that wwe kind of goes on cruise control for a week or two uh they've actually taped everything up to the end of the year so two raws two smackdowns and um, you know, it's not really advancing many plots. It's more just, um, you know, funny little quirky things. There's always something weird happening with Santa this year. There's a uh, Sandow versus Mark Henry, bad Santa versus good Santa feud. And I think I think they're fun, but they're totally missable. Uh, but as for Raw, I, I thought uh, the main event was amazing. And I don't even mind the ending. It makes Daniel Bryan look strong. Uh, doesn't necessarily put him into a title match at Royal Rumble, which I don't know if I would actually want because probably won't win there. They'll have a good match, but then he's uh, kind of got his thumb up his butt until WrestleMania. Whereas if he's in the Rumble, he can do well, he can win, he can come very close and have a rivalry come from there. Uh, but I like that, and I really liked uh, the CM Punk Shawn Michaels confrontation. Don't think that's actually going to lead to a match, but it would be great if I can't get. Shawn Michaels versus Daniel Bryan. Definitely take Shawn Michaels versus CM Punk. Yeah, it seems like they won't even be setting up a single match for the World Rumble until uh, the first week of January. Um, and they got a while, so it's not a big deal. Uh, look for that episode at the end of January. The Royal Rumble episode It's going to be one of my favorite pay-per-views. It always is. Uh, the matches surrounding the Rumble itself, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. But the Royal Rumble, it's hard to have a bad one. Moving on from that, of course, i uh, got a few plugs to dish out at you. Uh, please uh, rate and review G-Popcast on iTunes. Please subscribe. Please uh, leave some comments. Our last episode only got two. Partially my fault because I posted it on Thanksgiving Day, but uh, yeah, a couple more would be nice. Speaking of a couple more would be nice, it would be nice if you could uh, donate to Laser Time via the, uh, the link on the front page of the site lasertimepodcast.com and if you do so you will get two commentary tracks that I took part in for various Christmas movies that aren't super Christmasy so you can listen to them anytime it's 
Batman Returns and Home Alone. If you go over $5, you can listen to a commentary for Gremlins, which is... Uh, I'm not in it, but I am actually looking forward to listening to it myself. Uh, beyond that, you can uh, buy a t-shirt for Cheap Popcast or any Laser Time show. And yeah, listen to all of the Laser Time shows. There's Laser Time, of course. There's Henry Gilbert's Cape Crisis comic book podcast. Uh, VG Empire. Brett's video game music podcast. I was on the uh, 2013 year in review episode had a good time there and uh, video game apocalypse they just did their top 10 games of 2013 and uh i'd say i agree with most of them finally two quick personal plugs i was recently on retronauts uh we talked a little bit more about that at the end of the episode but it was a wrestling episode of retronauts which i had a great time on hope to do that again sometime and uh please if you're using those amazon links which I totally recommend that you do. Click on any on lasertimepodcast.com and buy anything. But something that you should buy is Former Baseball Player Sucks at Crowdfunding by Dan Reichert. It's a, a anthology of stupid stories, and I wrote one of them. And I'm not sure if I'm proud of it, but it's there. And it's pretty dumb, but it's a good kind of dumb. Uh, that'll do it. Back to the rest of the show. Back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. If you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, you better read the signs, respect the law, and order yourself hard times. You'll be serving hard times. You know the big boss man will make you walk the line. You better watch out for you'll be serving hard times. Welcome back to the second half of uh, Cheap Popcast number 18. Being the holiday season, I thought that a good segment to uh, lead into for the second half would be uh, what everyone knows the holiday season is all about, uh, which is toys. The Robin Williams movie? That's why uh, Jesus yeah. was, was born. Well, yeah, no. Like, you're only around for Christmas for toys, right? Yeah. In this song. This one. He was recently in here there. in my toys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I thought uh, this would be a, a good opportunity to uh, just talk about various wrestling toys that, that captured our youth and uh, maybe play a few commercials over the... And it's still a thing that goes on today, obviously. For some reason, kids still watch wrestling. Yeah. Now, weird, it, right? It's not just us. <laughs> it's not... It's what? Not, it's not... 30-plus-year-old men who watch wrestling. It's Drunkenly shouting opinions out to other 30-year-old <laughs> drunken men. Yeah. I, surprisingly, it, kids watch this, and they don't complain that Daniel Bryan isn't winning every match. Uh, <laughs> it is weird. Like it makes me Bryan. realize, like, we're the 30-year-olds who finally grown up, and we're, like, the first generation. Uh, slightly, it happened in the 70s, but 80, kids born in 80 and up, maybe, like, 77 and up, yeah. really got, like, you're the first generation that got demographed to high hell and, oh, yeah. and marketed at relentlessly from He-Man all the way on up, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And it was like, 
the idea that this is how adjusted we are at 30, where we still feel the need to argue and watch the things we're obsessed with as little kids. What are the little kids now who grew up in a fa- in a house where the parents are really into the things that they? What if were- your dad is a smart mark? Is what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> it's like what what is what does that do? It's like is it will will it just like double down and get even more shitty, or will the kids just be like, God, I hate everything my parents like. <laughs> yeah. I and then like there's this weird flip flop where like 20 years from now, nobody likes Transformers, nobody likes Marvel, nobody likes any of this stuff. Well, by that metric, so any kids that are brought up today have access to everything. So their kids will hate everything. Ooh, interesting. Mm, yeah. Uh, that sounds like the kids I know on the internet. One of our former coworkers, her kids uh, are young. Uh, uh-huh. One of them is, I think, nine, and the other one's like four or five or six. And both love Marvel, both love DC, both love uh, Star hmm. Wars. I think what any kid, just the seeing a lightsaber yeah. just makes yeah, it. Yeah, that's kids true. love that. Well, I mean, that's how I felt like. The, I remember being really little and the first time I saw Spider-Man, mm-hmm. I remember that feeling of like, I don't know. That's just cool. This uh, looks great. I want to see everything yeah. that yes. has Spider-Man in it. Ever. Yeah, and I don't know anything about him, but like, that's great. More, please. Well, I have a, I, uh, you know, to get back to the topic, I have a Christmas-related wrestling toy story that... I don't think I've told before on a podcast. Well, then you tell. It's very exciting. This is not the time for that, Henry. (laughs) Uh, Well, so I definitely had a lot of pro wrestling toys as a kid. Um, But there was this... uh, This is back when I lived in Arkansas, even. So this would be age six. So I was was a little shit. I mean, I was a spoiled spoiled little brat who got a lot of gifts at Christmas. You're on the naughty list. We went to a a friend of the family's, like my my dad's high school buddy... And they gave me a Christmas present, which I should have just been happy. I got a Christmas. I got an extra Christmas present that I got to open before Christmas because it was given by a friend of the family, and they wanted to see me open it. But instead, so I open it, and it is uh, this series of rubbery wrestling figures. They knew I liked wrestling, yeah. and they were this like first run of WWE figures. That one of the the Iron Sheik and one of Rowdy Piper. Oh, you're supposed to like put on your thumbs or something and make them wrestle each other. Well, that what? is a perfect segue into the first commercial. Wait, oh, do you have a? Let me finish uh, the yes, story. Okay. So, I got those. I already own those toys, and <laughs> so and I made it very well known to this person who gave me the gift. Like I said, oh, I already own these, and as <laughs> I, I forget exactly what I said, but I was definitely like dissatisfied with them. And then when my parents, when my dad was doing the right thing and saying, like, say you're welcome to this guy. He bought you a gift. Like, say thank you. And then I was like, but I already have these. These aren't <laughs> yeah. even new toys. I don't want these. Like, it's still a weird feeling. I can I can definitely dial back my so brain and that know now. that feeling of opening a present you already have. Yeah. And you just want to be like... What a waste of a gift. Yeah, nice like, loser. Yeah, and instead, <laughs> and, now you just think back to like, wow, how much you hurt the feelings yeah, of some. Yeah, yeah. But you tried to give a kid a nice gift. Yep. That was a, that's similarly my first uh, toy, wrestling toy memory is. It's Those so, were it, crappy it, toys. And it is the laziest concept. Dudes. It was like, yes, so Vince McMahon knew that, yes, people do thumb wrestling. So why not get things you can put on your thumbs while mm. you're thumb wrestling? It's not the worst leap to mm. make. I mean. Also, who wants an like who if you're a Hulkamaniac or just any like kid who likes the who who wants Iron Sheik? Nobody wants an <laughs> Iron Sheik toy. Yeah. Now it's cool and postmodern yes, yeah, no. Iron Sheik toy. <laughs> back then. Alright, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But yeah, like just the concept of thumb wrestlers, like 
the way that they made them, the the the, the stance that the wrestler took was like squatting, and his yeah, hands are um, up. Yeah. And you're putting your thumb up that wrestler's butt. Great. And then well, you're... their back. Maybe not their... Uh, it was like, yeah, maybe like... The small of their yeah. back. Yeah, it's where the tram stamp would be. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to play a, a quick clip of a thumb wrestler commercial. And uh, this is a copyright 1985 Titan Sports. So yeah. you can tell how early this was. You are, with thumb wrestlers, it's just like being in a wrestling ring. Those two as well. That's a uh, Iron Sheik telling kids to get back to class. <laughs> I wonder how many takes in the ass. <laughs> I wonder how many <laughs> takes that stuff. took of him going like, "Hey, fuck the back to class, fuck <laughs> back in the ass. ass, the fuck to class now." <laughs> My favorite Iron Sheik tweet this week was his response to Andy Richter, yes. who Andy Richter tweeted. Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3 is not that good. And Iron Sheik responded to him, yes, fuck the Beverly Hills Chihuahua 3. <laughs> I, yeah, the, I also like that commercial was, that was Vince doing the voiceover. Yeah, it too. Like it, yeah. They didn't pay someone else. <laughs> no, nah, well, with Vince's level of control, he's like, they might have even had some other announcer do. He's like, I can do this. <laughs> but it, you can tell it's 1985 because it's just like wrestling action. Like, he's not even like, promoting mm. the wwf brand at that point it's just like let me make my wrestlers as popular as mm. possible and then i'll make the wwf name the big thing mm. it's like it's 1985 i just want to make hulk hogan the biggest thing and then i'll slowly take over the world yeah. from there those toys did suck slowly take yeah. over the south <laughs> mm-hmm. the, uh, i also had some wcw toys that weren't even like they were not action figures they were they were uh, miniature statues. Like they yeah. were just stuck in place. I remember, I remember when my the, friend had a Hogan one that had like his hands out, like this grapple yeah. pose, maybe. But, but Sting had, was like in this kind of sucks, move, yeah. and I had the Steiner brothers that just had like mm-hmm. their arms were out, like in a, like they were getting ready to grab somebody, or they. And then you had the bushwhackers how, sitting down playing pinnacle. How do you make those two wrestle? Like they can't move. Mm. If you can't move. Like yeah. uh, really, all action figures to move articulation. Like boy, kids today don't know how they good they got it with articulation yeah. out the butt in every toy. But like even now, the butts, even <laughs> five points of articulation, sphincter articulation. <laughs> but back then, like you were lucky if they moved at their elbows. Yeah, or know? at all. Like or in a lot of cases. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. like the first wrestling toys I remember were literally like, they were giant rubber husks. Yeah. So like. Hulk Hogan would just be in a bicep pose. Yeah. So you would have to place a wrestler in his bicep and like, that's the one the movie can do. <laughs> I guess that that's kind of plays into Do an elbow drop. Yeah. But it's still He's like... He's always doing a mid-snap move. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that much different than, I guess, Hulk Hogan's actual move set. Yeah, when I, I eventually found that my wrestling action figures cannot wrestle that well. Yeah. But I could pretend to wrestle okay with my He-Man action figures. They can move enough. Yeah. And, and they're, just... you know, hilariously <laughs> inflated men, and you can yeah. pretend. They're of the same of your... Over. Mm. Man, I definitely had my G.I. Joes wrestle a lot, because mm. they can actually move. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. So that, that, that was a thing. Like, in uh, my wrestling federation that I had with my... Uh, WWF action figures, but I would also incorporate Ninja Turtles and uh, G.I. Joes. 
Uh, Ahmed Roadblock Johnson. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Mundo Gecko, he was like a multi-time uh, champion. Okay. He was a, he was the he was the Ric Flair of my. You, you actually informed me the other day that the uh, video game championship wrestling yeah. or whatever it was had their Royal Rumble the other week, and that's Dude, really that entertaining is, to watch. It's that, it's a, it's, an, it's the modern equivalent of that. Yeah. Spider-Man won a lot in my toy leagues, but Armored yeah. Spider-Man, he wrestled the best from the <laughs> animated series run that it was the Web of Spider-Man 100 Armored Spidey oh, cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That toy, he he wrestled pretty well. But that one arm doesn't move at all. It's just like... Yeah, but he could do good for... Uh, he was totally fine for like a top rope splash or a... Uh, <laughs> Or a pile driver. His finisher was a pile driver. We have literally regressed into. <laughs> Here's how my toys wrestled. Here's how I played with my toys, guys. Isn't this interesting? Yeah. Dude, well, I did this up through college, so. <laughs> Somebody'd marry me. <laughs> I did uh, those Marvel Legends. I'd be like, I'd buy. Every time a new case would come in, I'd be working at Toys R Us, would look mm-hmm. on the manifest. Oh, look, see Series 3 Marvel Legends on this truck. That that box will never see the floor. <laughs> and cut it open, take one of everything out, buy them all, go home. And as a 22-year-old, mm-hmm. open all of them, have the paper everywhere, get all my other Legends off the shelf who were posed in uh, great poses, and then have a battle. Oh, and uh, I would spend the whole night, uh, and I wouldn't know who's going to win this fight until it, was, uh, <laughs> until it finally happened. And I did this with my Iron Man toys a lot too. Because the Iron Man toys were great for that. Really good. They, their arms were perfect; yep. like they they could lock into a suplex perfectly. Right, or, yeah. or I was worried this comic book DDT. No, I was worried your comic action figure talk was going to devolve into actual act. All my right, all my right. Iron Man and Crimson Dynamo had a really long fuse. Wait okay, a minute. Cool. You guys all are right. huge fucking dorks. <laughs> I know. I just woke <laughs> up from this three long dream. Three <laughs> year long. Okay, <laughs> I did have the. So then they had a WWF line that could do. They basically had like Kung Fu Grip or different. Yes. They all each did one special thing. Yeah. Like, so like the Ultimate Warrior had this like trigger you would pull on his back. Yes. And so you pull it down. down his bo- his entire body below his neck yeah. down <laughs> to and then move it forward so he'd fly forward. Yeah. And Hogan had his two arms out just straight yeah. to put them over his head to fling something. Oh, I remember that commercial. Yeah. This might be it. I uh, had I had most of the toys of this line. Again, very spoiled. This right. is a commercial annotated by one of our favorite politicians. Try again. You gotta love new WWF figures with real wrestling action. Jake the Snake Roberts versus the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. DiBiase lands a million dollar punch. Match Hulk Hogan against the Macho King Randy Savage. Oh, yeah, my almost master finish Hogan guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Hogan slams him again. Yes, that's the Match scene Andre I recognize. The giant against <laughs> the Ultimate Warrior. Andre will squash the Ultimate Maniac. WWF figures so close to the real thing, it's like being in the ring. Do they all end with it's like being in the ring? Probably. I think that was part of the series. Yeah, that I, I like they got Warrior and um, and and uh, Savage to show up for a little bit. That is like yeah, like a collection of the most iconoclastic. Like <laughs> these guys would never want to be in a any appearing in any sort of public capacity together. Mm-hmm. Managing to do it for a toy commercial. Yeah, yeah. Probably because that was the most money they got thrown at them for Probably. a while. Yeah. yeah. I would hope they got a little bonus for They all got a, a fresh $2,000 out of that commercial. So, something that's weird, when I was in a Toys R Us recently, and I was like, yeah. oh, oh yeah, that reminds me, what happened to Seamus? Is he even still around? He's, he's injured. Here. Oh, yeah. he's, he's recovering. He'll probably be at Royal Rumble. Oh, you're right. 
Um, there was like a toy of him, and I was just realizing like all the TMs next to all the names, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, are any of those their real names? And now they're trademarked. WWE likes to own a lot of the names, but like, is like Dolph Ziggler's real name Dolph Ziggler? No, it, no, no. It never. CM is. Punk is one of the rare ones where he got uh, he got to keep his yeah. name. Which I actually I read a Grantland Grantland piece about this. They said like. Here's how little WWE cared about CM Punk or was invested in him. They let him keep his name. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like even when he debuted in 2007, they should have said like, "Well, he's not CM Punk. He's whatever we want to call him." But instead, they're like, "He's not sticking yeah. around. Fuck it." But and like, it's the same thing with Daniel Bryan, where it's like, "Yeah, his well, name is actually Brian name is Bryan." But it's still like, yeah, if they thought enough of him, they would have just completely like revamped and like redid his name mm-hmm. so that he would be like unmarketable anywhere else. But yeah, like if he leaves, he's got basically Brian, the same yeah. name anywhere his else. Real name, yeah. But like, you know, like Kurt Hennig or uh, Bret Hart, it's like I feel like there were TMs next to their names. Uh, yeah, there, there's probably some. Well, just maybe to make it the out. official Bret Hart toy, or uh, the official right. whatever toy. All right. Yeah, they. I'd say the they've got a good line of toys now because they know they're selling them to adults as well as kids. So they have God, the, that's sad. they have their level of Marvel Masterworks style toys like the Legends yeah. toys. Yeah. They. I know that uh, I. I heard an in, an interview with Zack Ryder that Zack Ryder is a mega toy collector. Like he loves collecting WWE toys. He he's somewhat embarrassingly had to admit they're like, see, you own you own a lot of WWE toys, like. Yeah, and they finally, I, 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 they finally made my toy. I'm so happy. Like I'm so, so, <laughs> so happy to be a, a toy in his huge toy collection of wrestling cool. toys. But I assume the one that most people know and was relevant again for this pay per view were the wrestling buddies. Yeah, I have one of those. That is the thing. This I had brawling buddies. Yeah, I didn't have one, but I definitely a lot of my friends did. And then I got, I think, the Ninja Turtle equivalent. There was like weird, <laughs> oddly shaped Ninja Turtle pillows that had arms. Oh, I had, had a Michelangelo. Yeah, it was a, a way to sell stuffed animals to kid, to tough kids, yeah. like to, to <laughs> boys who want tough things. Yeah, but they, he sat right next to my <laughs> little foot uh, plush uh, Land Before Time dinosaur. I'm betting you have a commercial. Yeah. All right. Here is a. Uh... A WWF Wrestling Buddies commercial with a. Uh, it starts with uh, cops pulling up on a house. Yo! Let's check it out. Introducing the newest WWF Wrestling Buddies, Big Boss Man and Jake the Snake Roberts. Clunk them, plunk them. Wrestling Buddies want to be your buddy. buddy yeah, what's going sacks? on? Nothing, uh, officer. Body slam! <laughs> hey, who's the wise guy? Big Boss Man! Murphy. What's going oh, on? Nothing, Sarge. <laughs> Big Boss Man Where's and Jake the Snake Roberts, the newest <laughs> WWF wrestling buddies from Tonga. He sold separately. So who is on that roster Tonga. there? Uh, so that was uh, the uh, the policeman had a Big Boss Man uh, wrestling buddy thrown at him. Uh, so he was distracted and uh, thought, thought it was a fellow that. officer. Yeah. <laughs> Did but, Tonka have a wrestling buddy by Tonka? No. Probably he not. missed the boat on that one. But they had... <laughs> It was Hogan, Jake the Snake, Ultimate yeah. Warrior, and Boss Man. I, I feel like there was a later line with uh, Rant, Macho and... Um, so, uh, yeah, so I think that Ted was a pre- the previous line was, yeah, Macho Man. But, yeah, this one had Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. Jake oh. the Snake, so when you threw that one at your friend, he would uh, land in a pile of cocaine. <laughs> yes. 21? <laughs> 21? I got 22. Uh, <clears throat> 
I all I can think of now is taking the Big Boss Man uh, wrestling buddy and recreating the uh, Big Show's dad scene. All right. So, have <laughs> the stuffed uh, guy driving his car. See, uh, my dog was always attracted to the Big Boss Man. One, so <laughs> he, keep, he, kept he loves wanting, a man in uniform. Yeah, well, no. He uh, wanted to recreate the uh, Kennel from Hell match. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A dog outside of the ring. <laughs> that was a great... Uh, I, I had those toys. Me and my brother would wrestle with those toys, but we we were already too big to really wrestle with them. Yeah. Like you, got, you, it comes to a point you're too tall. But I, I enjoyed those toys, the wrestling buddies. Like they yeah. were they that's, were fun. That's the point you start throwing your actual brother around. <laughs> yeah, I should have done that more. <clears throat> yeah, and I mean, like what our relationship would be like now if I yeah. just throw him around <laughs> a little more, treat him a little worse. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd be closer. Yeah, <laughs> but those like those are still sort of playing out in today's like uh, WWE, mm-hmm. like that that whole like stupid segment we saw on yeah. uh, TLC today was literally just the mm-hmm. wrestling buddies with uh, actual wrestlers controlling the wrestling buddies, and then the previous pay per view was like this weird action figure they have, yeah, where, where you twist their uh, legs yeah. and they roll around together. It's very strange. The wrestling buddies one, at least we I've forget if it was this SummerSlam or the one before, but yeah. we there was the big John Cena wrestling buddy that was walking around. Right. The, the dude in the, the poor guy in the John Cena wrestling buddy costume. That was, was also sad. one of the, like, uh, so yeah, like the last time we, no, not this year, but the year prior, uh, in the swag bag of shit we had, leaving the oh, yeah. press event was a fucking wrestling buddy. Yeah. I literally just left it on. The... I was I left that in my hotel room. I was like, yeah. whoever cleans this room, they can have it. Figure yeah. out. Yeah, it was. There was no way I was taking that through uh, the airport. Like, I didn't want to be found with that in my bag going yeah. through the going yeah. through security. Like, oh, so you uh, you're a child, yes. <laughs> or, or you're a pedophile planning uh, giving a gift to somebody. Yeah. Like, I yeah. did make sure to like creepily place my Seamus wrestling buddy on like. The one seat in my hotel room as I was leaving, like enjoy that uh, room cleaner person. Yeah. Like that that day, the number of wrestling buddies left in that hotel. Oh someone's like, "Oh man, I'm going to be rich." I did. Uh, I hated when they gave you Cena gifts to those things. And I was like, "God damn it! Yeah. Just don't give me anything. I don't want if the free toy is a Cena toy. I don't fucking want it. Like, <laughs> I, at least give me a jacket I can wear. Or that yeah. they gave us that uh, WWE encyclopedia that one year. That was yeah. fun. I'm complaining about the free gifts, guys. Yep. They, yeah. The yep. free gifts weren't good enough. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, the, and man, where they gave us... God, if, they, you, if you could only get a Jack Swagger toy or... Uh, and, and you know what? Where they took <laughs> us out culture. to... They didn't take us out to dinner in nice enough places, and there weren't enough free drinks. It reminds uh, me of the like free cluster. gifts. I remember getting uh, one of my first events, like in Vegas. They gave us this... Like the biggest bottle of... Uh, what's the blue gin? or Bombay Sapphire? Yeah, like this gigantic... Like the biggest bottle that they make. And they're wow. Like, and it was just obscene. And I was like... Cool. Yeah, I can't get. I, I gotta fly home. Like I, the the logistics of, and it was like, like two weeks after that thing with the liquid rule just started. Oh, yeah. Like just started because oh, it sucks. was like fall of '06 or whatever that was. It was somewhere around that period. And I'm like, there is no way in hell they're gonna let me go through with this. They'll just steal it and be like, cool, free booze for me. <laughs> so I just left it in the hotel room. And I don't know how much that is, but it's... You should have pounded it before the flight. Jesus. Think about it. <laughs> That's but, what, but I had to write a rogue... Uh, what was that shooter with Mickey Rourke that eventually came um, out? 
Rogue, Rogue Wrestler. Warrior. Rogue, Rogue Warrior. Warrior. Yes, yeah, the preview of it in 2006 for a game that came out in 2009. <laughs> we were on uh, a cruise once, my family cruise, and we... Dad, my dad bought more like rum than he was allowed to claim, and so <laughs> he was just like, well, "I'm just gonna drink it." Like, I never see my hero, dad be—I never see my dad be that drunk before. He's always—he always drinks like about three or four beers a day. But this time, he was like, "I'm not wasting this rum." <laughs> he, he was pretty—he was pretty sauced at ten in the morning. <laughs> it's pretty funny thinking of like the Zeb Coulter toy too, because I think it's like yeah. people. As this whole like culture of like toys and stuff, as people get older, yeah. there's more wiggle room for like weirdo toys that nobody will play with. Yeah, where it's like it's designed for the 20 plus dude that's going yeah. to put it on a shelf somewhere, so you can so get like a Paul Bearer toy. Yeah, yeah. You, you could have a uh, Zeb Coulter troll doll. Yeah, where the, the hair is on, on <laughs> yeah. his face. Oh wow, that'd be great. Yes. The kids, uh, do kids still buy troll dolls? Do they even sell them? I, they still I'm buy sorry. wrestling buddies, so it's I have to assume that hair. their tolerance Awful, goes, awful yeah. hair. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any other wrestling toys I owned. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm at a loss. I remember when... This, I did the, have the ring. I had a wrestling ring. I this never is, had any wrestling toys. Yeah, I didn't really I either, strangely enough. I was busy throwing my little brother around. That's mm. what we did. That's I, how we play wrestling. I definitely watched it and like knew of it and was into it and played the games. Yeah. I played all the games, but I just, for some reason, never wanted the toys. See, the thing, the logistics were my little brother is very, he's smaller than me, so he would always uh. have to win by submission. That's how we generally <laughs> did it. So I, uh, I just did a YouTube search for uh, Mike Grimm's brother, and <laughs> there's no wrestling toys that pop up, so uh, I guess we'll have to end the episode here because it there's, rem- there's no toys that tie into he that. He was my toy. <laughs> I, it jumps ahead about you know, 10 to 15 years, but I mean, when the WC... Because like WWF figures were Jack specific mm. yes. for a long time, and then uh, right around just before I started at Toys R Us, uh, WCW launched I guess its first line in a long time, or like its first line in forever. That was, um, well, yeah, it was in, during the NWO period, and I, I, I very I came very close to buying. I think there was a Macho Man Wolfpack figure yeah and i came very close to getting that because he just had this like stockiness to him and i just liked macho man forever and i was hmm. i came very close to buying that just out of solidarity so uh, it seems like toy biz had the yeah they had better toys than jacks i'm gonna they were better toys i'm gonna click on this commercial it, pro- it pro- might not be uh toy biz and it will very likely be all the sounds and action of the wcw with the electronic nitro Ooh. wrestling arena you probably the same era hear the call of the wolf pack as kevin nash struts up the <laughs> wow this commercial hit the ropes and hear the action as you fire goldberg across the ring it sounds just like i'm at a match lower in sting from the rafters hear the count as you pin your opponent this is no ordinary ring it's the best wcw wrestling ring ever the new WCW Electronic Nitro Wrestling Arena. Figures sold separately. Batteries not included. All right, so I recommend you look up this clip because Kevin Nash's legs are literally like 75% of his body yeah. in this commercial. <laughs> no wonder he blew out his quads every time he fought. <laughs> WCW went with the better. Toy Biz was making the best. Well, yeah, they McFarlane were, had the best toys then. Well, the best looking toys. You couldn't eh, do much with them. But they yeah, articulated the, pretty well. Yeah, though. and the, I guess the wrestling ring talked. Yeah. So like, if your wrestler was like face or back down on the ring, they would do a three count. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, some really advanced stuff. Like a kid would do that. Uh, yeah. Any kid who's like you pretend having it. wrestling, yeah. he wouldn't. 
need yeah. a wrestling ring to count to three. It's true. Uh, Clearly it, made by people who don't watch kids play with stuff. Yeah. I may have already said this, but I do remember around 2000 going through a Walmart, and there was it was like a wrestling, it was like a microphone, like mm-hmm. supposed to be like an announcer mic, yeah. and there were four buttons on it, <laughs> and you could push them, and it Kiss was like... Butt. Kiss my butt. Go basically, down, down. and there was like... There was it was just like the best like low bit rate canned things of of uh, it was like Hogan I memorized all of them because we just laughed forever in this aisle being obnoxious nineteen year olds I'm sure that everyone working there was like get out of our store <laughs> but it's just like when don't be for life you're no be for life brother and then the exact same sentence when you're real you're never your life dude like just one <laughs> sentence uh, and then Goldberg was like who's next. Who's next? Ha! Ha! You're next for the Jack Hammer. And uh, I could go on and on. But it was just funny, these like poor samples take. Big Sexy is in the house. Too sweet. Like, like we just over and over, just roll, rolling laughing in this t- the tiled aisles of a Walmart. Big Sexy touched her sweet, sweet can. can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here comes Kevin Nash. Here comes Kevin Nash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Krusty, we are ready to. <laughs> uh, let's close out this episode of the Cheap Popcast. Um, first of all, by uh, um, touting all of the uh, Laser Time shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Henry. Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast I'm on. And I'm H E N E R E Y G on <sighs> Twitter. Follow me, bitches. Brett. Uh, Brelston on Twitter, spelled just like it sounds. Um, And then VG Empire on Twitter. VG Empire is the video game music podcast that I do. We did a wrestling episode earlier this year around WrestleMania. Um, But also recently we did a, you know, best of 2013 coming up. We did, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff. Most Mm -hmm. recent ones were a Killer Instinct episode and a Shinobi episode. Ah, and uh, check out the new Mazda three uh, with Sky Active technology. <laughs> oh, I, I uh, planned on it. Highest mileage so far for right. four cylinder mm. that mark. Oh yeah, Dave. We and should pseudo also bread. We, and pseudo bread. We should also talk up Retronaut, shouldn't we? Oh yeah, so we just appeared on an episode of that show about wrestling. If you want to hear us talk for two hours <laughs> in depth about the pro wrestling video games, Literally. specifically of the late nineties, more mostly. No, I, we more or less talk about the entire. Yeah, uh, actually, it's, of, it's it's history. quite a history of wrestling. Games. I'm interested yeah. in that. Yeah. Two we go plus into that, hours. That's actually well, it's not two hours, but that is kind of what the VG Empire turned into. Like yeah. you, you guys laid it down pretty good. But yeah, retronauts with uh, former EGM writer Michael Donahoe, who was their yeah. wrestling expert. So there's nice. a little bit less of a dig diggity dog. In that episode, <laughs> but, but, <laughs> yeah, he was. We definitely rep the Aki games, but Donahoe is the biggest fire pro wrestling fan yes. in America. I'd nice. say so. And, and then we also we cover the eighties. We talked about now. We talked about what the future holds for wrestling games. Yes, we completely dominate the regular host of Retronauts who don't are not wrestling fans, but <laughs> some guy paid them to do an episode yeah. about whatever he wanted, and so here we are. And they chime in. Yeah, so, it, I think it's a really good episode. Yeah, it's a it's a nice, well rounded episode. And yes, I'm at Dave Rudden on Twitter. Please subscribe to this. Uh, leave good reviews on iTunes, cheappopcast.com, uh, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, yes, listening throughout 2013. As we do with every episode, we close out with the prediction winner from the previous uh, pay-per-view, the 
the most predictive mind from Survivor Series was the Mantista. He actually got every single wow. prediction right, and uh, he chose maybe one of the most WCWist of themes. It's too cool from WWE Oof. circa 2000, 2001. Uh, so that will play. <laughs> hey, let the song play. All right, I'm sorry. And let the ad play. <laughs> Fuck you, Smirnoff. Sorry. (laughs) God damn. Keep their heads ringing. It really is. Like, that is not far off. Ding dong. This was a really good theme. They used this in the WWF too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this was uh, this is all over in WrestleMania tw- 2000. I don't know. All right, so let's uh, let's do the worm on out. And <laughs> close this episode. Yes. Oh my God, guys, guys, the stance on this Liberty Walk F45A Italia. Holy shit. Mm-hmm.